I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources, final segment. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. If you've missed anything today, this has been a really fun conversation day. We started out talking with Dave Noriega and this uh, just really magical moment uh, with uh, Governor Herbert, uh, just getting a sense of his passion and his love of the state and the people uh, and what's been accomplished here in Utah over the last 11 years. And uh, if you missed that, uh, make sure you, you go pick up the podcast on that or get that on the KSL News Radio app as well. Uh, just a, a great conversation there. We had my good friend Teresa Deer from Chicago uh, talking about living by declarations, not disclaimers. Uh, way too many excuses, may too, way too many reasons why things are not going well or not going to go well. And we got to get into that uh, declared state and take some action. And then uh, if you just missed it, uh, we had uh, newly minted, newly inaugurated president of Weber State University, Brad Mortensen, on the line with us as well. He has a great vision uh, for Weber State. The Wildcats uh, have a very bright future uh, in the years ahead. Uh, so as we get to this final segment today, as uh, you know, we like to get to the principal component of things uh, when we get to this last segment. And I want to share a couple of thoughts that have been kind of rattling around my head uh, the last week in particular, as we look at all of the troubles and challenges that we face uh, in the world, internationally, as we look at what's going on in the, the country, what's going on locally, there's a lot of things where you can just kind of be exhausted. Uh, or you look at your, your personal life. Maybe you're having challenges at work or you've got a difficult situation in a relationship or at home or in your neighborhood. And a lot of times when we're in those kind of challenges, uh, it just feels like the, you know, the storm winds are just howling. And it's important for us to remember the, the principle. The principle today is this, that forced effect cannot be sustained. Uh, even, a, even the fiercest wind, the, the most violent storm, eventually subsides. I mean, think of all the power of a hurricane or a tsunami. It comes and then it goes. It can't stay forever. And there's that kind of stillness that follows. There's calmness that comes. And this is the, the lesson is... What's true in nature is is true in humans. So if you look at some of the forces that we have to deal with as human beings, fear and frustration, contempt, chaos, anger, angst, all of those things, uh, I mean, they wreak all kinds of havoc in our national conversations, but they also have a big impact on our businesses, our organizations, our personal relationships. And a lot of these challenging experiences are, are just part of that. As I said, it's just part of the human condition. But there are others. There are some real storms we have to deal with. A lot of that forced effect uh, that's taken place by 
people seeking political position, people going after wealth or control or power or manipulation. Uh, and that can be exhausting. That can be really frustrating. But it's important for us to, to take note and I think to take heart a little bit uh, and really act with the knowledge that, that like the wind, like the storm, any forced effect cannot be sustained and it will eventually give away. Now, why does that matter? Let's give a, a couple of examples, a few scenarios. Uh, one of the things that I think is important for all of us to realize is most humans, most of us human beings, we're not angry. <laughs> we're not angry by nature. We get angry. Make no mistake about it. We get angry, we protest, we yell, we scream, we voice opposition, and the wind goes past, and we move on. So forced anger isn't sustainable. And, you know, I think we can all agree that we've been in this political hurricane the last few years, really the last decade, I would say, uh, but the forced effect of that won't last forever. But it will require us as citizens to stop adding to it. <laughs> to stop adding to that bluster, and we need to stop buying in to the storm surge and tsunamis, the, the anger-stirring rhetoric, the divisiveness. we got to get past that. And, and sadly, because of a lot of the modern social media things, it makes it really easy to create a storm. You can play to the, temp, uh, the tempest of the emotions. A Twitter rant can be a shortcut to stir up anger for folks. Uh, all of those things can happen. A, vi- a viral video can capture all kinds of frustration, it can spread fear, even good gatherings, even good protests, if they're not properly focused, they they lead to contempt, they lead to chaos and all kinds of challenges for us. And as most of you know, I've long called out both sides. I'm an equal opportunity offender when it comes to the Democrats and Republicans and and especially the consultants uh, that drive this kind of short term stirring up of anger uh, so that they can get more money. Uh, Many of you have heard me on this program talk about the shampoo bottle model. Uh, Most of you probably haven't looked at a shampoo bottle lately. It used to be for decades. On every shampoo bottle, it said lather, rinse, repeat. And that's what the political class has been doing. Lather us up, get you angry, get you frustrated, and then let you rinse that off with a nice $25 or $50 contribution to the cause of the day, and then repeat. Lather, rinse, repeat. And sadly, we've conditioned people to respond inappropriately to base negative emotions like contempt, fear, anger, frustration. And that's the storm that we're in. But the storm has to pass. And the only way that storm's going to pass is if you and I say, okay, enough. We're going to let that storm slide on through. We're going to exhale. We're going to move forward. And if we don't get to that, uh, we got all kinds of problems. Let's look at another example. Let's look maybe in the in the business space. Um. Some people, in their attempt to manipulate a message or control their subordinates or drive a certain kind of behavior or limit a certain kind of behavior or simply force compliance, uh, use the fierce wind of fear. And scaring or coercing people to the desired behavior that they want, uh, it's a forced effect. And as I said before, a forced effect cannot be sustained. So eventually it swings back. Uh, and it goes away. And and just look at history. The history of tyrants and really bad bosses is evidence that the forced effect cannot be sustained. On the personal level, we do this all the time in our relationships, sadly. Uh, we harbor a grudge. We become bitter. We get angry. We let our uh, egocentric arrogance just wreak havoc on relationships that actually matter to us. Uh, 
Uh, I often uh, quote our good friend, uh, Reverend Amos Brown, the pastor of the historic Third Baptist Church in San Francisco. Uh, he said this to me in, in Detroit uh, last year. Uh, a group of us were together. And he said, you know, when you're dealing with that kind of storm of hate or contempt or persecution of any form, he says you can become bitter or you can become better. And choosing to become better is, is the way that you actually do calm the storm. It gives you perspective. It allows you to get to the learning and the, the peace and the things that actually matter moving forward. Uh, really interesting, uh, before a really critical debate in Congress, Daniel Webster uh, famously said that when the mariner has been tossed about for many days in the thick weather uh, on an unknown sea, he naturally avails himself of the first pause in the storm, the earliest glance at the sun, to take his latitude and ascertain where he is in relation to his desired course. And so knowing that we need to do that, take that first pause in these storms in our lives uh, to get a sense of where we are and where are we in relationship to our desired results, to our goals, whether that's political, business, or interpersonal, it's the first step. So the critical thing for you to remember today is that even the fiercest wind in the most violent storm in any aspect of your life will eventually subside. This too shall pass. Stillness will follow, and a moment of calm always comes. That'll wrap it up for us today on Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. As you go out into the world today, remember, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Mm-hmm.